Saying we listened and we acted. What we have now is a policy that the public can um, rely on going forward. State Attorney Melissa Nelson unpacking review time cut from several months in many cases to 21 days and the office will let law enforcement agencies know within a month, 30 days, if the state attorney's office subjects to the release of body camera videos. She joins us live to uh, give a little bit more context to this as well. And what are those exceptions and do you deal with these on a case-by-case basis or is it more going to be a blanket policy on the footage and the release of that? Uh, information. Good morning. So importantly, um, this is related to those incidents that involve the deployment of deadly force. So not every criminal action that we investigate, but officer-involved critical incidents. And essentially what this policy does um, is condense the timeline and by which we do our work and um, provide a, a firm baseline um, whereby we will advise our law enforcement partners um, about whether or not they can go ahead and release body-worn camera footage to the public. And so the public can rely on a swift and certain release um, of body-worn camera footage in these cases going forward. Are there circumstances and what would be one example that could delay that release where your office would say, no, we're not ready to or we can't at this point? Yes, we could foresee in, in formulating this policy over the, the course of the last several months, um, we obviously uh, took input from all of our stakeholders and really tried to um, think through every hypothetical scenario. And we could find ourselves in a situation where an investigation which is more complicated than another one, where there were many more witnesses or um, multiple camera angles um, and multiple audio that needed to be transcribed and, and simply a situation that might take us more than 30 days. So that would be an example. Um, but in telling our law enforcement partners, specifically JSO, that we had an objection and needed more time, um, the public would know that too. So what we've committed to at the state attorney's office is to make sure that um, we meet this deadline and where we can't, the public will know why. What You mentioned the word hypothetical, and it had me thinking about a situation where, in addition to body-worn camera video of these circumstances of the use of deadly force, where uh, the public is also capturing video, and we think of the George Floyd video yes. and some of the other videos. Will that form or fashion, does that force your hand in any way uh, to go faster and release it in order to almost uh, uh, blunt, if you will, the message that comes out from the public? So a great question. And um, what you've seen uh, frequently across the United States is uh, footage captured by individual and personal devices and later body-worn camera um, footage is released. So this policy says within and no later than 30 days, which means that we can move much more quickly. Um, and our goal we in, in you know is presuming release. We recognize that swift and certain release is a good thing for the public. Um, so our commitment is no later than 30 days, but we're going to be working as quickly as possible um, to make sure that the public has the benefit of this. Speaking but of we state want to attorney. do that yep, in a ahead. way yep. that just to make sure that we ensure the integrity of the investigation that we're also conducting um, and to make sure that when we turn this out, when it when it's made public, that the public have a, as much um, context as possible. And so um, an accurate context of, of what has occurred and what is depicted in the video. Speaking with State Attorney Melissa Nelson, where does the family come in in terms of the timeline of you and your office showing the footage to families? Will you, will that process change here, and how impactful is it for you in the investigative process to bring them in soon? Yes, um, this this 
policy definitely contemplates um, us meeting with families of decedents. And um, we do that. We do that now, but certainly this we will be doing it, in a, doing it committed to in our policy. Seventy-two hours, our first contact will be made with them. Yes, we will also afford families the ability to tell us um, if they have an objection to the public release of um, this footage. And though we've not had a situation yet where a family um, has lodged an objection, I can imagine certainly a scenario where a family would, um, and that that would obviously give rise to our, uh, inform our decision about whether or not um, the body-worn camera footage would be made public. And is this policy going to affect for any incident going forward, or are you able to uh, go into more recent incidents and establish this uh, uh, predating now, I guess? Is it just on incidents that go forward from here? So this is effective immediately, but on a going-forward basis. Um, you mentioned that we recently uh, advised the sheriff's office of a series of cases of investigations that we have been working on over the course of um, the past two years. And among those, there there are a handful that do have body-worn camera footage. So that footage is now available for public release. But this policy, and that is us advising the sheriff's office no later than 30 days, will take place on a going forward basis. So today and going forward. All right. And you mentioned those 14 incidents the JSO released on August 20th at the same time. Did you, why didn't you send them as they were coming in or as the investigations were completed in one fell swoop like that? So um, we have been conducting these investigations, as I said, over the course of um, two years um, and this year and over the last several months, the way we work is we present the prosecutor who handles the investigation makes a presentation to a team of prosecutors here in the office, our officer involved critical incident investigative team. And those presentations have been made over the course of the last four months. Um, and we conveyed all of those decisions, obviously, this month to the sheriff's office. Big picture, as you look at just kind of the landscape, how important do you see it on a human level? I mean, you are the state attorney. You represent uh, a, a number of people in, in, the, um, in the district and in the area. But on a human level, how impactful and important is it for you and your office to be as upfront, transparent, and get the word out there the moment that you have conclusion or at least have reached a conclusion uh, in a in a situation, be it uh, video or the findings, and just make sure that that is out there, especially today and going forward? It's, it's of paramount importance. The, the public has to have faith and confidence in the work we do here at the state attorney's office and, and trust in our conclusions. So when we render a conclusion, when we um, come to the end of an investigation and, and render an opinion, our, our thinking, our legal analysis, our factual analysis of the evidence um, has to be provided to the public. And so we take that commitment very seriously. Um, we've been doing that in our officer-involved critical incidents, but we'll um, commit in going forward just doing it on a condensed time, timeline. But to your question about transparency, it's, that's obviously very important in the work of criminal justice actors and um, having the public's trust in, in our work is obviously critical to our to our mission. Speaking with State Attorney Melissa Nelson, thank you for taking the time out and really unpacking a lot more context and detail to it. Certainly a lot more we can get to and will over the coming days and weeks, and we'll continue uh, to explore the depths of this issue and the conversation going forward. But thank you for the time as Jacksonville's